Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Hello on this gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. The overcast, cloudy, rainy skies have moved on in this is what we just hope for occasionally in April, maybe just a little bit in May before it gets too hot. But uh, we love these kind of mid-70s days where there's just a tad bit of a, a almost a little chill in the air, but uh, just gorgeous, almost like a kind of a sea breeze or something. It feels to me, this is how, Aaron, I don't know if you've ever been to spring training in about March, this is what it feels like in Arizona. And, you know, you think of Arizona as such a hot place all the time, and yet it does change. And so we're spring training around Scottsdale and Phoenix and that whole area. And surprise, Arizona is where I always went. It feels about like this, about 72, 50s in the mornings, and just absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous for baseball. Aaron, I believe the Bears got one of those Tuesday midweek games. And uh, Incarnate Word is uh, is going to be uh, uh, in town for that. So we'll have uh, some Baylor baseball later. Uh, Aaron, we did not. I think it was somewhat merciful of us. I don't exactly know. I just guess we had an extremely busy day yesterday. We had a lot of breaking news. We had a lot of great guests lined up. But we did not mention what happened in Austin. Aaron, you had to um, you had to produce a lot of that. And that's a, that was just very, very unfortunate. You had um, you had Will Rigney with an apparent injury. Tyler Thomas, it's now been announced that He's out with uh, going to have to have Tommy John surgery. He pitched on Sunday. And then both of those games, once the starters were out, it, it uh, completely got away from the Bears. Saturday, on, when I was at the spring game, I was taking a peek at that one. And our man uh, Andrade was out there battling for a while. And the Bears were hanging tough through about three or four innings. And then it got away from them. Aaron, I, it's just tough, man. When they're not comp- when when the games are not competitive, it's it's a really tough and bad feeling. And that was an uncomp- that was a non-competitive series, and forty-eight runs and a million home runs by Texas. I think Texas. I was trying to count it. I think they had eight different players with at least one home run. Melendez, their big power hitter. Number three, maybe in their lineup, had four home runs in the series. Yeah, he he just crushed the ball all weekend. Every it seemed like every time he was at the plate, he was hitting another monster home run. And mm-hmm. just uh, I I'd have to look at my notes. I, I think they got outscored forty six to nine in the series, uh, and the, you know swept 
it was it was not a fun weekend. No. No, so they got to bounce back and Texas Tech coming to coming to town, it doesn't get any easier. They will be celebrating the 2012 team on Saturday. Fireworks out there Friday night. And then um I think I saw Sunday something kind of cool going on as well. So it there's still a lot of fun to be had out there. The weather's great and I I think this team will find a way to bounce back, but that is a uh, for a team that really needed to make some things happen in that series, it didn't happen at all. And so now they fall to um, 4 and 11. Does that sound right, Aaron? 4 and 11 in uh, conference play. It, it's uh, with, with, that, with that sweep. That's, it's tough. I mean, it's really tough. And um, it's, everybody's just right now, I'm sure it feels like sky is falling. You lose two. Really nice young pitchers. Um, the, I guess the only good news was I did see that Blake Helton got involved in this series. Blake is uh, pitching for the first time since he went out with a couple of injuries in the uh, first, uh, the first, the opening series. But uh, Bears, uh, Bears are in a struggle right now and uh, going to need your support this weekend getting out there now. As we said yesterday on the good news side of things, men's tennis, way to go. Way to go, men's tennis. I mean, that is uh, a conference title. And, you know, you'd say, well, they don't they win the conference title a, a lot? Yeah. But to do it, they had to win it in Fort Worth against the number one team in the country, and that's the TCU Horned Frogs. And they paint the tennis courts purple. There are purple courts there, and I, I mean, I don't know if that helps them at all, but it is uh, interesting, and they call it the green wall. Bears kind of build a wall, and um, when they when they show up, and the fans, T-Rex, and those dudes that show up in the gold, the, the kind of twinsy look that they have, uh, we got some, we got some kind of strange fans, but I like them. I like strange fans, because, I mean, they'll dress up. These are adult men that kind of get all dressed up and put a lot of stuff on they show up and root for the bears i think it's a great sight and i think it does help and uh the bears uh, had a great crowd there boy a lot of baylor fans showed up over in fort worth so aaron let's can, can we just show some excitement over the baylor men's tennis did that make you feel at least a little bit better aaron after the uh, the way things went for the baseball team oh absolutely it was great i wish i could have watched it um Unfortunately, it wasn't, you know, no one was able to. Um, well, ESPN. they were. It was on ESPN Plus, but then, uh, yeah, the, like I'm we talked about. about the, yeah, the end, you know, the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that weird? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. You know, you could tell Michael was kind of holding back. I mean, he's going to be kind of nice about it, but what a weird deal that was. Like, they were prepared to have cameras outdoors or indoors and they moved it indoors to complete the big 12 championship and big 12 plus couldn't get it done i mean i got no i got no clue what's going on there now aaron i got i don't want to get more bad news but round one and now round two uh being played let's 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 pray that the bears can kind of rally here late but this is uh you know we talked to coach uh, we talked to the uh, coach McGraw, our great friend, 
it's not been a good day for um, for the Bears. And uh, the, they had to go back today and uh, make up for some uh, weather. And so had to basically play the most of two rounds today. And the Bears are in last place at 30 over. And I'm looking down. The great Johnny Kiefer tied for 23rd. He finished the morning at one over. Not like him. Um, let me see what about this round. Oh, today he's one over. Round one, he finishes with a 75. Now I got to look. He was one under and doing fine. I'm just trying to look at his, okay, his current round. He's just kind of hanging in there. But I got no clue. I need to look back, Aaron, and find out what happened with his round one. Okay. I'm looking at round one now because he was in great position. And, um, and oh, there it is. Uh, double bogey on number two on a par five. And that really sealed his fate. And so he ends up shooting a 75 instead of probably what would have been a one over or an even um, for uh, for Johnny, who's one of the best players in the conference and has just been named to that Palmer Cup team. Now, Mark Reppy. Another older veteran player for the Bears went out with a uh, 75 yesterday. And let me see what he's doing this afternoon. Um, man, this is just tough numbers. This is not – I Whispering Pines, that course, Aaron, must be playing extremely tough uh, for it to be like this. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, – man, this is not great news. I'm now looking to see – where Mark Reppy is on his day for the Bears. And, man, round two, doing great, flying along, and then number seven has the double bogey. Now, the good news is <clears throat> he did finish with a um, – well, he hasn't finished his round yet, but he's he's about – he's uh, looks like he's about two or three over as we speak. So, anyway, we'll keep you updated, but the Bears are playing in the conference tournament – and it has not been a good start at all. I would think the weather is probably pretty rough, but uh, it's just this is not like Baylor at all. Let me look real quick at Luke Dossie. Yeah, it's just it's just uh, really really frustrating the way they're playing because that's not them, and they have they had been putting up some great numbers, and they're just struggling in conference. So, Aaron, I'm going to try to get us back on track with some happier news. Um, I did just spend some time at the Cowboys pre-draft situation. It's their pre-draft um, news conference they do. Jerry Jones, we'll let you hear from Jerry in a little while. I'll give you some uh, my observations. Stephen Jones talked and Mike McCarthy talked. And there were some funny moments. There were some weird moments. There was, I know Stephen, uh, excuse me, I, I know, uh, Aaron, you were not pleased with how they handled the, this whole Kelvin Joseph thing. They continue the Cowboys' second-round pick from last year. Well, he's just kind of hanging out, just hanging out at the uh, facility. Uh, they haven't disciplined him at all. They asked Mike McCarthy, Mike, have you had a chance to talk to him? And Mike McCarthy basically represented it like, um, hey, I uh, – yeah, I've just been kind of talking to him about his workouts and everything. This is someone who on a night after a skirmish, they were leaving and someone in his vehicle fired shots and a man was killed. 
okay? It is a murder investigation that is ongoing. His attorneys and everybody said he was not holding the weapon and did not know they were going to do that. But still, it seems unseemly and strange that this young man would still be out at the practice facility. And, um, and Aaron, it was uh, they asked, one of the questions was, will you approach cornerback, you know, that position in the draft differently knowing what um, what's going on with Kelvin Joseph right now? Jerry gave the answer, no. Asked, why wouldn't he approach it differently? And he said, I, I just told you. I don't, I don't have to tell you. Because I said you. so. I that, because I said so. Yeah, that was <laughs> every word out of his and Stephen Jones' mouth just makes me happier every day that I'm no longer a Cowboys fan. Oh, Aaron, don't, I don't think it's, I don't think this is forever. I could see you've spent way too many years with this team. They sell the team, then maybe, but it's not going to happen. Jerry Jones is going to give it to Steven and it'll be in the family forever. And I've found another team and I'm happy with that. (laughs) What's your other team? (laughs) The Bears. The Baylor Bears? Couple, yeah, well, obviously, the Chicago Bears, actually. Oh, I have my. a couple of really close friends. That That's way, not hey, going to be any better. No. The Chicago Bears? They're run bad. Worse. They, they don't have anybody. Well, they're not run great, but, you know, uh, we'll see. You just you feel like <laughs> they have a young, good young quarterback. You can't accuse okay. me of jumping on a bandwagon because they're terrible right now. <laughs> so we'll Let's see how it say, goes. You're jumping on the moral bandwagon. <laughs> you somehow think they're not, you know, they don't have a, people involved in drive by shootings. Um, it's a, uh, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought the Chicago Bears, but uh, Aaron Sexton announces his new allegiance. And it is with the Bears. Now, today, interesting stuff on the horizon. At 4.40, we've got Campus Confidential. All right? At 5.20 today, 5 o'clock, you'll get to hear from Jerry himself. All right? We'll just do, we'll let you hear from him, and, and we'll respond to it. I'll tell you a little bit about everything that's going on out there. But we'll, we got some good audio to react to. And, and plus, for you folks that are still are Cowboys fans, and maybe you're Cowboys hater, you still probably have some interest in who they might take. And we talked about positions. Would they trade up? Would they trade down? There's going to be a lot of that discussion. We'll let you hear straight from Jerry uh, and Steven at 5 o'clock today. And then at 520, um, we're going to go to the USFL. And uh, uh, the former head coach at Boston College used to be a hot name in the NFL. It's Jeff uh, Jagosinski, kind of a fascinating character. He's been all over. He's the offensive line coach for the Philadelphia Stars out of the USFL. And you go, Mosley, what are we doing here? Well, so he's not only coaching with an old guy, a guy who used to be on our air in Glenn Stretch-Smith, but also guess who had an interception over the weekend, Aaron? For the uh, Philly Stars, none other than former Dallas Cowboys draft pick and former Baylor great Ahmad Dixon. Yes, he's still playing. He's 30 years old, and he had an interception for Philly. And then also Jake Burton. Aaron, does that name ring a bell? Jacob Burton. What does that name mean to you? I'm drawing a blank. Well, he transferred in from UCLA and became a starter for the Baylor Bears. At tackle, he may have moved to guard at some point. But anyway, he's playing 
on this USFL team and uh, being coached by Jeff Jagosinski. I think you'll like this because this man has gone from literally being one of the hottest head coaching candidates in the NFL, and (laughs) they told him, they said, Boston College said, if you leave to go interview with the Jets, you're done. And they fired him, Aaron, after he had like a great record at Boston College. Like, I think he was 20 and 8, which for that, for Boston College was great. And, um, and he's bounced around since then and is now coaching in the USFL. I think it'll be an interesting interview. That's going to happen at 520 today. But next, I'm going to tell you about my trip out to uh, Frisco to be with the Cowboys, uh, what's going on at the Star these days, and what kind of uh, – what kind of nuggets I was able to dig up hanging out with the Cowboys. That is next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We're in for a very nice evening here in Central Texas. Look for mostly clear skies with lows dropping to 52 degrees. Mostly sunny skies expected tomorrow as high pressure builds in. 79 degrees will be the high, and then we'll see a few more clouds on Thursday. So we'll call it partly to mostly sunny with a high of 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, April 28th, live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, tonight we're having yogurt, bean chili, oranges, lasagna, chicken noodle soup, ribeye steak, hummus, and we're topping it off with chocolate milkshakes all around. Wait, what? Honey, the refrigerator's not working again, and we're not letting anything go to waste, so eat up. Yuck! Are your appliances taking the day off? Call Mr. Appliance today and put them back to work with speedy expert service for all your appliance brands and same-day service available. Visit MrAppliance.com today and schedule an appointment on online. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks take a 3-2 lead in their series, beating the Jazz 102-77. Dallas could take the series Thursday in Utah. Elsewhere in the NBA, Boston knocks out Brooklyn 116-112. The Raptors beat the 76ers 103-88. Philly leads that series 3-2. Tonight, it's the Hawks at Miami. The Heat could close out their series with a win. Minnesota at Memphis and New Orleans at Phoenix. Rangers took game one of their series with the Astros 6-2. Rangers and Astros again tonight, 7.05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball will host Incarnate Word tonight, 6.30 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball at home tonight, hosting Stephen F. Austin. 6.30 is game time. And you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside as always. And I want to thank Central National Bank so much. You'll hear Bank Shots tomorrow, our presenting sponsor. They do so much for the community. Such a great bank, and uh, appreciate the Nesbitt family for all they do. Uh, Joe Nesbitt, CEO out there, he'll be joining us for Bank Shots tomorrow. And then UBEO Business Services, UBEO. And uh, you can go to UBEO.com. That's UBEO.com. We use them at our place of business, Eminent Broadcasting, and it's helped immensely. You know, copier services, helping you streamline your business. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of fascinating how they do it, and uh, it's a it's a uh, time honored tradition with them. And pretty much, they blow away all the competitors, and they help these companies, whether you're a small business or a larger business, save all sorts of money with your workforce, your paper, your uh, copier needs, your uh, your basically your uh, your 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 just your entire workforce needs. They can make it happen, and uh, their equipment, their service, everything they do. Um, you can read about it by going to ubeo.com. And then um, the great thing is, Sean Hunt's been around Central Texas for years and years. And uh, when you go there or you call over to UBEO, uh, it's uh, you get to you can visit with uh, Sean Hunt, and uh, he's a great listener. Uh, and uh, partner of this radio station. So appreciate everything about UBEO Business Services. Okay, um, it's Matt Mosley. Uh, I did want to just a tad bit of good news. I was We had some rough Baylor baseball news we were talking about, uh, that Tyler Thomas news. I hated that. He's going to have to have Tommy John. I think I saw that last night, and that's rough news. Um, a little bit better news on the golf front. 
Johnny Kiefer, the best player for the Bears, is uh, he much like the rest of his teammates. He was off to a rough start today. Uh, bogeyed three of four holes, which is unheard of for him. Then he birdied nine. This is at Whispering Pines, an extremely tough course, usually voted the best course in Texas. It's great course. It's where they have the Big 12 championship. So he was just kind of hanging in there. He bogeyed another one on 11, and he has since birdied 12, 14, and 17. All right, and that gets him back to even for the day. So if he can just uh, par 18, he can shoot even. And on this day, that would be excellent, and that'll get him back up to, oh, probably you know close to the top 20. Really rough, rough uh, tournament so far for the Bears. And I would say that as I look at kind of who's doing what, Oklahoma State's got three players in the top 10, University of Texas, three players in the top 10, Oklahoma uh, has two players in the top 10, and then it looks like uh, Texas Tech's kind of hanging around the lead as well in the Big 12 championships. Let me give you the latest on the team leaderboard. It looks like University of Texas won, Oklahoma just one stroke back, and then Oklahoma State. Now, both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are finished for the day. Texas is still on the course, and then Texas Tech's not too far back at three under. Everybody else is kind of out of it. It's Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. Now, you know, I don't know exactly what happens from here because Baylor, based on their season, really should get to go to regionals. But, I mean, this is right now they are tied for dead last with West Virginia at 30 over. I mean, think about that. That's 39 strokes off the lead as a team. So not a not a great performance by the Bears. And Mike McGraw, who's a great friend of this show and listens to us all the time, is just a really good guy, would be the first to tell you that. Now, what did the uh, what have the Cowboys been up to? Well, they had their pre-draft news conference today. That's a that's a kind of a uh, a gathering where you show up and they uh, and and Jerry talks, Stephen talks, and Mike McCarthy talks. And I would say that you you can't believe too much you hear. Now, of note, I would go ahead and believe this because I, I think this I don't really see any reason for him to lie about this. Stephen Jones was asked how many first round grades they have on players. Okay, first round grades that they've put on players. Okay, on their board, they've ranked the players, of course. 1 through 32 in each round and all that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about true first-round grades. He said between 14 and 16. 14 to 16 first-round grades. The question then, of course, was um, what is that? Is that higher, lower than usual? And Stephen said that's lower than usual. It leads you to believe having to pick at 24. Now, they're going to be ready and pick somebody if they need to. But it would not be shocking if they tried to trade down out of that pick and then pick up more players and get more value in this draft. They have nine picks in the draft. The first pick is 24. You know, a lot of, a lot of these uh, people listening are wondering kind of where all these Baylor players are going to go. Who will be the first Baylor player off the board? Well, it stands to think that it will probably be Jalen Petrie. He was in my estimation, the best safety in the country. 
uh, certainly one of the great players in Baylor history. And there's been some people thinking he could sneak into the back of the first round, which really wouldn't be sneaking. But I, I think if the Cowboys, if he still is on the board and when the Cowboys are picking in the second round and he's it's anywhere close to them, I think they would think about going up to try to get him. Now, do, would they have the arsenal to do that? Maybe. Um, they may just sit there and see if he falls to them. But I'm just saying the kind of versatile player he is, the kind of instinctive player, both in the Senior Bowl and in all the workouts, he's shown that he can guard athletic big tight ends, and then obviously he's great at making plays around the line of scrimmage. He is a hybrid type player. He's not just a true sort of cover, free safety. He's got a little strong safety in him that he can come up play in the box. He's a great pass rusher, has a knack for getting the quarterback. I, I just think you, you can't be as great as he was in college and think that his skills aren't going to translate to the NFL. Is he a first-round pick? Maybe not. But it, does he have a great chance to go in the second round? He does. Now, I think if the Cowboys stay right at 24, they're going to um, – they're probably going to take an offensive lineman. One of the interesting quotes, and I'm kind of trying to look it up for you here, um, was Stephen Jones basically saying that um, – okay, here it is. Stephen Jones, and of course we'll hear from Stephen and Jerry at 5 o'clock today. Aaron's done a great job of, of gathering some of the big things that they said, and, uh, and so we'll listen to some of this. But I was on the scene, Ed Werder and I, and then we – taped our doomsday podcast by the way you can listen to that if you're on apple go to apple podcast if you're on other places you you can really go anywhere to hear it but if you have an android i would say maybe go to stitcher or google play or wherever you go to get your apps stitcher is a good place for it spotify is another place and i believe even pandora has it but we did a whole long breakdown uh in in kind of a pre-draft deal and i think you'll like it uh, Aaron, I think you'll like it because I did make several Cowboys jokes. And you're you're not loving the Cowboys right now, so there were a couple of jokes I think you would probably enjoy. Okay, um, Stephen Jones thinks the Cowboys have done enough. We've talked about Rand, them losing Randy Gregory on what seemed like a technicality. Jerry Jones pushed back hard on that today, basically saying that, the other team that ended up with him just simply, I think it was Denver, right? Yeah, Denver wanted him more than the Cowboys did. Now, what Cow, and, and this makes some sense, although I don't think this is why the Cowboys lost him. I think they really just screwed it up. But he basically said that so much of this has to do with availability. And what he means is all those games that Randy Gregory missed, availability, how huge a piece that is. And um, and he's saying that's why the Cowboys didn't play, uh, uh, you know, place millions on them. And that is why they got two players instead of the one player in Gregory. Now, who are those guys? Well, Dante Fowler they brought in, who's bounced around after being a former first-round pick. He's had a uh, kind of a meh career. They're hoping they could catch lightning in a bottle. He's had some good moments. And so they're bringing him in, and they re-sign Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, the kid out of Kansas from a few years ago, and they gave him an extension. 
what Jerry's saying is they couldn't have done either one of those things. They could not have had both those players if they had of re-signed Randy Gregory. Now, you may say Randy Gregory's a more dynamic player than either one of those players. I think you're right. What Jerry's saying is the combination of those two players is better than the millions they would have spent on Randy Gregory. Now, this is the part where I think you have to go, okay, are they lying to us? Stephen Jones was talking about whether or not they filled enough of the roster holes that the you know players that they lost from last year <clears throat> and and you know he's answering about will they be forced to um reach for not reach but you know draft for need they like not to have to do that um here's the quote from from Steven I wouldn't say we have any musts left Musts, as in M-U-S-T-S, musts. So I, I think that's shocking to even say that out loud because, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the guy that maybe lost his job and then got his job back, um, and that would be Connor Williams, he's no longer with the Cowboys. It left guard, what do they have? Like, is Connor McGovern still around? I mean, they literally don't have a left guard going into this going into the season. They have not brought anybody in free agency that's going to be starting caliber left guard. So I, I, I don't to say that you go into this draft with no positions like where you have to have someone, I think is completely false. Now, that doesn't mean you have to take one in the first round. It doesn't mean you have to take a wide receiver in the first round. Aaron, as we sit here today, and you like all this stuff, mainly because you love fantasy football and seeing where people are going to go. Do you think the Cowboys will – is is it way more likely that they pick an offensive lineman than, say, a wide receiver in the first round simply because of the need? I think that they – that's one thing that the Cowboys have shown, at least the last few years, is that they will take the best available – Um. But they really, like you said, they don't have anybody at one of the offensive line positions. Like, literally nobody. I saw that on Twitter. You know, he was talking about how they don't have any holes. And the guy went to their depth chart and was like, oh, really? And had a big circle around it. Talking about Stephen Jones. Um, They probably should go offensive line, but um, they have needs at both. Offensive line's a bigger need. So I, I think they probably will. I think they've got. I think they put themselves in a position where they can't take the best player because they're so thin at offensive line. Yeah, I. You're right. I mean, last year there was a desperate need for cornerback, and they ended up taking Micah Parsons. I believe they moved down and ended up getting him, and it, it ended up being a tremendous pick. Aaron, interestingly, nugget that I saw since 2010. And, of course, this hasn't translated to meaningful playoff wins. But since 2010, the Cowboys have drafted more All-Pros, players that went on to become All-Pros, than any team in the NFL. Now, again, what has that amounted to? Not that much. But I do find it interesting. It, they do tend to draft pretty well. 
the Cowboys had 10 All-Pros since 2010 that they've taken in the draft. Aaron, I think second was the 49ers with either seven or eight. I think it was seven. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. There were several teams tied at six. So the Cowboys, I mean, as far as getting and acquiring quality talent, the numbers back that up that they've had that many all-pro players. Now, what would uh, it, it, the way I'm seeing this now, all-pro draft picks since 2010, well, it says the Cowboys have nine, 49ers have seven. Aaron, can you name – oh, man, this could be a good trivia question here. Um, I'll just say this. I'm looking at the positions, and how many of those players, Aaron, would you guess – are offensive linemen. How many player how many of those all pros Cowboys have drafted had nine of their draft picks since 2010 become all pros? How many of those nine have been on the offensive line? Five. Four or five. It is Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick. Zach Martin. That's huh. it. Okay, I th- I so that's Collins three. Made a, made no, I guess not. Yeah. I mean, he's certainly been good at times, but I guess he didn't make all pro. But Tyron Smith, Frederick, and Martin, interestingly, two running backs. DeMarco Murray and Zeke Elliott. And then, of course, lately we know Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. Um, to go all the way back to 2010, where it starts, you got to include the guys from that class, Des Bryant and Sean Lee. Sean's was banged up for so long, it's hard to remember some of those all-pro years, but he did have a couple of really good seasons mixed in there. But uh, the other news is on, uh, on Kelvin Joseph, Jerry Jones. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I'll tell you what, we'll wait till 5 o'clock and you can actually hear it from Jerry's mouth, the deal on uh, Kelvin Joseph, and there were several other things that came up about where the Cowboys might pick, and what's the biggest change Jerry has had over the years? Has he changed his approach at all? And has Jerry lost his risk-taking a little bit? He addressed that, and that's going to happen at 5 o'clock today. So some really interesting stuff to... uh, to deal with uh, as we uh, as we approach the five o'clock hour. Next, though, it is something we call Campus Confidential. Baylor's got a new transfer in basketball. Let's discuss next. Baylor baseball here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday at Baylor Ballpark hosting Incarnate Word. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Baseball Tuesday. Join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for Baylor Bear Baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. 
In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 the flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Creativity and planning are the key elements in coordinating and designing a wedding or special event. Since 2014, the Bosky has provided the special venue you're looking for and extras that few can offer. The house at the Bosky features a beautiful split-level design with four bedrooms and four bathrooms, balconies, a large grand room, a kitchen, and an outdoor patio. The outdoor areas are perfect for large or small weddings and special occasions, portrait-taking, exploring, and just plain enjoying. The Bosky in Crawford. Learn more at theboski185.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Mavericks take a 3-2 lead in their series, beating the Jazz 102-77. Dallas could take the series Thursday in Utah. Elsewhere in the NBA, Boston knocks out Brooklyn 116-112. The Raptors beat the 76ers 103-88. Philly leads that series 3-2. Tonight, it's the Hawks at Miami. The Heat could close out their series with a win. Minnesota at Memphis and New Orleans at Phoenix. Rangers took game one of their series with the Astros 6-2. Rangers and Astros again tonight, 7:05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball will host Incarnate Word tonight, 6:30 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball at home tonight, hosting Stephen F. Austin, 6:30 is game time. And you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, and it's now time to discuss some of the the things that are going on in the world of college football and basketball. And Aaron Sexton uh, has stepped inside the newsroom, and he has all the latest as we kind of take you around the world of college athletics. Baylor, Baylor basketball received a commitment from Kilgore College guard Dantuan Grimes last night. He announced it on social media. Grimes is a 6'2 point guard who played for Kilgore Junior College last year. He had several mid-major offers, according to 247 Sports. Also picked up an offer from Oklahoma State in February, but was offered by Baylor, uh, according to 247, and accepted uh that offer, he announced it on social media last night on Twitter and Instagram. Last year at Kilgore, he averaged 14.1 points, 3.2 assists, 4.1 rebounds. He will have three years of eligibility left. And uh, one of the stories that I read said he was going to sign today, but I haven't seen anything official. But he is committed. Some notes on him. Uh, Grimes only had one offer out of high school, and that was Kilgore. He played there two years and uh, uh, obviously hoped to play Division One and got some offers from mid-majors, as, as I told you, uh, by partial list from 247 Sports, but then received late interest from Oklahoma and then Baylor, and now he is going to become a Bear. All right. I, I um, Dorn Grimes is the name. Kilgore has put out some tremendous athletes, both football and basketball, over the years. I think you have to be, you got to look closely at JUCO talents. You will find sometimes these uh, just some, for whatever reason, they went the JUCO route and uh, out of high school. I, I, I find that, um, you know, in, in watching some of the highlights, there, there appears to be elite athleticism, uh, really some uh, some nice shooting ability. Now, I would say at the JUCO level, you'd like to see more than like 35% shooting. Now, what I would say is he was probably good enough that he got the green light and he shot it a ton. But looking at the scoring, I would have to say that Baylor did some big-time scouting on this guy because a lot of times you'll get a JUCO player and he's scoring 24, 25 points a game. This does not appear to be that guy. This appears to be someone who will share the ball, certainly capable of going off. But I, Baylor's not in the business of wasting scholarships on players. If there's, if he's coming, there is, a, there's a place for him. Now they've had a couple of guys on the roster. Uh, you know, people that follow this team closely would know who I'm talking about, who just don't receive a lot of playing time. And I don't know if they ever will. I promise you, you don't give a guy, you don't have a scholarship go towards somebody that's going to step, you know, not going to play. Now, the hope is Langston Love, EJ, these guys can come from injuries and be ready to go. Del Bonner, they were kind of hoping maybe he would sit out last year and be able to redshirt. They had to use him. And Bonner's become a nice player. I mean, he hasn't developed as like a real big-time shooter but he's a very capable defender and extremely athletic and, and good off the bounce. So 
I think there's some some really nice things that Dale Bonner does for you, and they're hoping this young man, Darwin, can can kind of be the same. Now, I think what Baylor's looking at right now is, you know, you got Keontae George coming in, you got Flagler hopefully coming back, but you need you need guards, and you're not going to just especially at, you don't want to get you know kind of uh, too thin at guard. L.J. Cryer was so good last season, and then he got hurt. And then the Bears were a little thin at guard. This is a guard-oriented program, and it, and it drives everything they do. So I do not think they want to get caught in a situation where they are thin at the guard situation, and so that's why I think they're bringing in all this depth. But this will be an interesting guy to watch. Could he possibly redshirt this year? We'll just see. We'll just see. I, you know, they're, they're, I think they'll get everybody in and let them compete and just see what happens. If Flagler decides to stay in the draft and not come back, then I don't think there's any way you get to redshirt him. He'll, you'll need him to play. In a move to provide more transparency with regard to the transfer portal, the NCAA released statistics and information for the years 2020 and 2021 today. And this is for football. It shows that only 54% of FBS players who entered the portal enrolled at a new school. 5% of the student-athletes who entered the portal withdrew their name, while 41% remain active in the portal. That's over the two-year period. So a lot of those guys who entered the transfer portal didn't find a home and probably were not welcomed back by the team that they left when they entered the transfer portal. Um, That's out of... 2,538 FBS players or, uh, that entered the transfer portal as far as football goes. Um, men's basketball had the highest percentage of student-athletes in the portal with 31%, just under 1,700. And uh, women's basketball was 22% at 1,134. The NCAA analyzed data for all of the sports under its jurisdiction and found that only 30% of the 9,101 Division I athletes who entered the portal across all sports transferred and received athletic aid at their new school. Yeah, I. these are cautionary tales out there that I think we only report these folks that land at great spots, and, and that's the most exciting. What we never report are the people that go in the portal and don't come out on the other side. And then, you know, if they want to go back somewhere, a lot of times they've already moved on. They've brought in other players. Maybe they've gone into the portal and brought other players. So it's um, you got to be careful because, yes, you get this one-time transfer rule, and – Every, a lot of people have taken advantage of it, but it doesn't work out for everybody. And um, it's a very, very crowded place. So I, uh, I, there's a trickle-down effect that's happening here, and one of the trickle-down effects is high school players that would normally receive either Power 5 conference or at least you know Division 1 offers are not getting those offers. And so what you're seeing is that the quality of football at like FCS schools and even Division Three 
uh, like uh, Mary Harden Baylor, is getting better and better because some players who usually would have played at Division I schools are going to are, are being pushed down to a lower tier of football. But uh, I, I, I find these studies and some of these numbers really interesting, Aaron, and um, I think it's a reminder that the portal is not the answer for everybody and the whole grass is always greener theory is, uh, is, is not, uh, I, I think it comes into play here. Yeah, I was stunned. I knew there was quite a few players that entered the portal and ended up not going anywhere, including back to their previous school. But, And I know it's not the full 41% that remain active. You know, all those players aren't going to either stop playing football or go to a lower level. But it, it's still pretty that's, – that's a huge number of, of players right off the bat that, you know, entered the portal and didn't end up somewhere else receiving financial aid. Um. Yeah, I, I. All of that is uh, very interesting, and they're gonna NCAA is gonna kind of keep these numbers on a dashboard. I'm I'm glad, Aaron. The, the NCAA. I, you know, sometimes we wonder what they're up to, but they are <laughs> monitoring the transfer portal. Besides punishing schools that cooperate with them and not punishing schools that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Did well, you uh, Did you happen to see the Baker Mayfield statue that was unveiled at Oklahoma over the weekend? I did. I mean, I was happy for Baker and for people that don't realize it or know it that uh, they every Heisman Trophy winner at Oklahoma, there have been quite a few. Jason White won one of them. Uh, I mean, they, over, over the years, did Kyler win it that year? He did. I'm trying to think. He did. His yeah, is I next. Mean, okay. They said. And uh, Jason White, Heupel did not win one, but one of those other OU quarterbacks around then. Uh, who was after Jason White? Anyway, they, they, they've got a ton Sam uh, Heisman. Yes, Sam did. Sam did win one, too. Um, and the guy, he was at the Vikings for a while. But, yeah, they, they, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. And, but what was funny about Baker's, uh, Aaron, I'll let you tell it, but um, it did not <laughs> seem to look much like Baker Mayfield. And what I'm wondering is if these renderings or if these uh, – if these statues, they need to call up our guy who d- who did Grant's, you know, statue because uh, absolutely that uh, Dan Brooke, who played at Baylor, because played football at Baylor because those that statue did not look anything like Baker Mayfield. I, I'm just wondering, Aaron, if the st- if they're just like basically statues of a young college player, just generic statues. Like well, that- I'd like to now see all the other statues to see if they look anything like Jason White or Sam Bradford. Me too, but I, the, the the thing that stood out for me the most is the statue looked like an old man. Like, I thought it looked more like Roger Staubach than Baker Mayfield, and people have said that it looked like, you know, other celebrities and other older football players. But, yeah, it just didn't look like Baker Mayfield. It was. Uh, I mean, I'd be honored that they had a statue, but I'd be like, couldn't it look like me if it's supposed to be <laughs> Yeah, it, it's almost like uh, old school, maybe even a bit of a receding hairline If once you look kind of closely, but there's not even one distinguishing feature that makes you think that's Baker Mayfield. But uh, at least now, Aaron, they're keeping like a blanket or a covering over their statues. They used to be bad about like Stoops. They had a, uh, a Bob Stoop statue, and... They just had pictures of it going down I-35 with nothing over it. 
literally it was just tied down and, and it was I forget where it was coming from Dallas or wherever and they didn't have anything over it you could just anybody driving past it was in the bed of a pickup truck and you could see the Bob Stoop statue just driving down 35. I think his statue looked younger than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, actually, we were at the top of the hour. So, well, give me another one if you got it. Well, Jay Wright was on uh, on uh, an ESPN show earlier to earlier yesterday, excuse me, and kind of left the door open for uh, the NBA after after saying he was done and saying he was retiring. He was on the uh, oh, golly, I've lost the story. Give me just a second. For, no, it's not important what he was on. Well, he was on ESPN. I mean, it was yeah. uh, uh, Jay Will, uh, Max, fine. and Wright on ESPN here that we have on during the day. But um, it was uh, actually it was today, and he said, uh, not right now. That was something that I always thought about. He said he'd be lying if he hadn't thought about coaching in the NBA. He said, right now, I definitely need a break, and I'm looking forward to his new position as a special assistant at Villanova. But uh, he did kind of uh, him and Hall a little bit about, you know, possibly taking the NBA job in the future. Yeah, it doesn't always work. I mean, John Bayline um, is the classic case of it was just a horrible fit. Really good coach at Michigan. Goes to Cleveland Cavaliers, and it was awful. The mayor uh, went to uh, from Iowa State to the Bulls. It wasn't great. I guess Brad Stevens had a decent run with the Celtics from Butler. But more often than not, it doesn't work great. You know, uh, Patino was not a great NBA coach. Calipari was not a great NBA coach when he was coaching the Nets all those years ago. So it's um, I, I think you better be careful if you're Jay Wright. Now, if he wants to do it, there are going to be several openings, and I think one of those could include the Utah Jazz. And one of them could include the Brooklyn Nets. Because hmm. I don't know if Steve Nash will be back after they were swept. What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment. You got all those great players. You got Kyrie. You got Kevin Durant. And you get your rear swept. That is just an utter and complete embarrassment so there'll be several openings as we continue so uh i think jay wright probably will sit out this year but i could see him coaching somewhere in the nba next season sacramento by the way has an opening there sacramento kings that would be an easier place to break in because there's obviously no expectations there all right let's um get into a little bit of this the draft starts on thursday we're getting close and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and even old Mike McCarthy gathered today. Let's uh, listen to some of them. Let's do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. 
Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? You know, it's no wonder this guy made his mama proud. She always wanted him to be a doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor. That's Ronnie Weasel, the Foundation Doctor. My team and I have accumulated over 70 years experience dealing with Central Texas soils and foundations. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. Downtown Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What well, is Matt Mosley? And uh, pleased to let you know we've got um, a really interesting guest coming up at 520, Jeff Jagosinski. And he was a great coach at Boston College. And the Jets were interesting, uh, interested him, oh, back in uh, 2009 or so. The, the, Jet, the New York Jets were interested in him coming in and uh, being their coach. And he was given an ultimatum. Basically, if you interview for the job, you're gone, even though he'd put up a great uh, record at Boston College. And sure enough, true to their word, he went and interviewed, did not end up getting the job, and he lost his job at Boston College. 
He has bounced around since then. He's had a fascinating career. He's coached the Polish football. <laughs> he's uh, he's with the Dallas Renegades and the XFL. He's he's done that, and he's now in the USFL. And by the way, he's got a couple of former Baylor players on his team. In fact, Jake Burton, who transferred into Baylor and uh, was on one of those teams a couple of years ago, was that Aranda's first year? Um, Jake Burton came in from UCLA, and he had to somehow get ready and go, and he did, and now he's playing in the USFL. It's a uh, it's a fascinating story, and this guy has coached at every level, been a college head coach, been an offensive coordinator, offensive line coach in the NFL, a little bit of everything, was an offensive coordinator at Tampa Bay, and then uh, he's been on kind of one of these interesting rides through coaching. He's only 58 years old, but he's already had a lifetime of coaching stops. About 30 – I'm trying to think the, do the math on it. But anyway, he's been out there coaching for upwards of about 38 years, 36 years, something like that. But uh, Jeff Jagosinski, uh, who's coaching with our own Glenn Stretch Smith, who used to have a show on this very station – and uh, longtime Cowboys scout and coach. So Jeff Jagosinski will do that coming up. Uh, we do have an opportunity to hear a little bit from Jerry Jones. And let's start here. Jerry Jones and uh, Stephen Jones and Mike McCarthy met with the media today. And I was there. Uh, Ed Ward, we were all out there gathered for this pre uh, draft news conference. It was good to be gathered for year, you know, for the longest time. They've leaned on all the COVID stuff, and it's been a, it's been a bit of a mess. But everybody was out there. Questions were asked, and one of the things we've been talking about is, you know, would what's going on with Kelvin Joseph, who was in the car uh, when there was a drive-by shooting, a man was gunned down, killed, murdered. As uh, and and Kelvin Joseph has admitted to being in the vehicle where the shots were fired. He did not. He at least he says he did not have the gun. And Kelvin Joseph did not help the investigation. Did not have anything to say, um, and was silent until f- video footage showed it was him. Well, he's still showing up now for the off-season program um, with with impunity and just kind of going on, doing his own thing. Here is Jerry Jones today talking about Kelvin Joseph and that whole situation. Our counsel, our cowboy counsel, would hear directly from anything from the league. Uh, it's, uh, as you know, it's under uh, investigation. Uh, I don't know any more than what I've seen you write or has seen written. Uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, certainly uh, pending, uh, but uh, I have no information in any way that affects his status uh, during during this time of the year, uh, we're in our uh, early season workout time, and uh, he's uh, uh, very uh, uh, active and involved in uh, uh, getting ready for the coming season. And uh, the uh, uh, anything that would alter that are in the hands of uh, uh, any decision making that would regard the authorities uh, or the league, of which uh, I've gotten no information on that. Period. Just nothing. Nothing that I can comment on and i certainly don't have any opinion i don't know any of the details 
you know, at some point, if you take a cornerback in the second round, you need them to be a player for you. He started playing later in the season. I think the first time he did play, he got kicked out for fighting in a game last season. He had red flags at LSU. He played for Dave Aranda, and Dave Aranda was the defense coordinator there. And then, um, for whatever reason, left there, ends up at Kentucky, had some major maturity issues, and now has been involved in this. They certainly need him, um, but, you know, it's is he going to get uh, suspended by the league? You know, you'd like to see the, maybe the Cowboys step in and make a decision. Now, they said there will be no bearing his status and his issue will have no bearing on how they approach the draft. I find that weird. I mean, you, you kind of at least have to figure everything in. I find that um, just not to be maybe total honesty. I would think you have to, in the back of your mind, think we might not have Kelvin Joseph to start the season, especially if the league steps in and decides to sit him down for two or three games or four games or something like that. But, again, it's, uh, it's one in what has been a uh, long line of uh, embarrassments for the Cowboys. Now, here is <clears throat> Stephen Jones talking about, and I think this came up in the context of, you know, look what the, look what the Rams decided to do. You know, they, they do not keep a lot of their picks, and they traded a ton of picks, and they traded the quarterback to go get Matt Stafford, and oh, by the way, they won a Super Bowl. Steven was asked about going all in. You know, I think everybody's situation's different. And I, we have to look at our situation in terms of uh, our players and where we have our resources committed. Um, I think there's always going to be opportunities out there that you have a chance maybe to stretch and really improve your team if you think it's the right piece. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, as you know, we believe strongly uh, that you build through the draft. It's your foundation. But then when you have an opportunity, you know, that sticks out and and you can improve your team, then you certainly look at it. But, uh, uh, you know, everybody's going to continue to look at different ways to go about it. Uh, obviously, the Rams winning the Super Bowl had a different approach in terms of how, you know, they valued their picks versus uh, uh, the players they brought in there. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's, uh, you know, one right way to do this. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways to go about it. And uh, certainly we'll continue, you know, to massage things internally and we'll make decisions. You know, one of the things uh, I, I think is unique about our organization, you know, having Jerry as the owner uh, and the general manager, uh, that we can make quick decisions and uh, can make hard decisions quickly. And uh, so I, I think that gives us an advantage in terms of if we decide to do something, you know, that's on the aggressive, real aggressive side, then we can do it. I mean, is that does that uh, inspire you, uh, Aaron, as a uh, longtime Cowboys fan who's now turned on the franchise? It does. The, it means yeah. that they're going to continue to be bad. Well, not bad. <laughs> they'll, they'll continue to win games because they're in a terrible division. But, yeah. that's, I mean, they're, you know, maybe Dak can have great playoff performances and get them to the second round. You know, that's going to be about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, if Dak. What would you say if Dak continues to have great playoff No, if he does have great playoff performances. Oh, okay. I was going to say. No, no, be, no, no. I didn't say that if he would continues. be something new. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I understand that you can't come out and say, okay, we're going to 
we're going to do it just like the Rams did it. But to, I, I think one of the things that irritated you earlier this season, Aaron, was uh, was was something along those lines, which is kind of like, oh, we can't, you know, we can't just mortgage the future. I mean, you got to think about the future. I mean, I think any Cowboys fan of any length of time would say, forget about the future. I mean, if you can truly put us in position to go win a Super Bowl. Now, the weird thing about the Cowboys is they now, for a good amount of time, going all the way back, if you think about it, to when Romo took over the 2006 season, and then he took over full-time to start the 2007 season, they've always felt like they were in a good spot at quarterback. Romo put up great numbers, and then toward the end of his career when he got hurt, they lucked out on Dak. Dak had an unbelievable season, and now Dak is paid like a superstar quarterback. Is he a superstar quarterback? Oh, I think we could debate that. Is he a top-ten quarterback? Probably. But I do find it interesting that the Cowboys have now had a window, Aaron, if you think about it, beginning halfway through 2006, all the way through 2022, with with solid quarterback play, and they've done really nothing of note with it. I mean, what teams out there, Aaron, have just had great quarterbacks for that length of time? Well, the Green Bay Packers, for one. Um, I, I would say Tom Brady, obviously, all those years in New England, another. Drew Brees, for all those years in New Orleans, but only a few franchises have had. You know, Seattle had a great long run with uh, with Wilson as their quarterback. Now, all those people I just mentioned, Aaron, what what's the common denominator with those teams? They won a Super it's Bowl. Some, yeah, yeah. At some point, they won one of them with Favre, and then of course they won one with Aaron and they've been to others and they've been to tons of NFC and AFC championship games. Those, those teams I just mentioned Cowboys have not been to an NFC title game since 1996. And of course it was the 95 season, I guess it was, but it's, uh, it's been that long and it's been a long, terrible stretch. Now, Aaron, I, I got to tell our listeners something real quick because I, I didn't want you to wonder while I was while I was not adhering to our uh, our our uh, clock. Jagosinski, who I'd given this beautiful teases about all day, has now asked if he can move till tomorrow because of uh, meetings uh, going long. So, Aaron, we'll uh, we'll we can go ahead and do our sports beat and then we'll do some uh I want to do some Mavs coming up at 5:20. I was wanting to do NBA anyway, but we'll do Jeff Jagosinski tomorrow. Aaron, I just feel like I I I mean, have I ever teased an interview more than this one? And then he's just I just get this text while I'm while we were playing one of our Cowboys clips saying, "Sorry, I've gotten caught up in meetings. Can we do tomorrow?" It's fine. That's fine. We'll 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 try it again tomorrow. And we'll talk some maps. But I did want our folks to get to hear, because this was one moment, and I got to say it, Jerry has, even at age almost 80, he has really good comic timing. And here is Jerry talking about the decision makers 
uh, for the Cowboys. If you were sitting in that room, you would hear uh, some of the key people, the scouts, and you would think they were going to make the pick. And we encourage that. And we argue with that. And we talk about that. And that's important not only to hear it, but that's important to get that input. They might have some information that you should consider. So our process is an inclusive one. We've said it. There's a lot of talk in this business about who makes the call, who actually makes the call. Okay. Uh, taco was Stephen's call. <laughs> Parson, Parson, Parson is my call. I don't, that's not that funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You got to hand it to him the way he set that up uh, about uh, <laughs> the taco was Stevens talking about Taco Charlton, one of the big bust, although Taco's still hanging around the NFL, but obviously it did not work out for the Cowboys, former first round pick. And I think he was, what was Taco? It was, it was about like where the Cowboys are picking now at 24. I think that year they were either picking like 27 or 28. Um, and, and I think that's when they picked Taco. Did you like that one, Aaron? You got to admit, pretty good timing by Jerry. Yeah, as much as I despise him, that, I mean, he's still got that folksy sense of humor that, you know, he can make you laugh occasionally. You need to get. I mean, it's fine not to be a fan anymore, but this this he just this, the, the, everything about I, him just makes my skin crawl. Now that I can uh, see it from the outside, it's just ugh. <laughs> Aaron, he's the same guy he's always been. You I was just, blinded you know, by my Cowboys love. I know. I think you need to you need to settle down on this. You that somewhere deep down inside of you will will remain pulling for the Cowboys, if for nothing else. It's better for radio. We have more storylines when they're better. We do not we do not need them to just fall off the cliff. Although it sounds like you would kind of like for that to happen. But I'm just saying selfishly, we sort of need them to be good. Now, I do want to say thank you to Barnett Contracting, Mike Barnett, the whole crew out there, family business. Things go all the way back to like the 1960s. Thank you Barnett Contracting and thank you Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. I love my uh, Grand Cherokee Laredo. And uh, when I had some car trouble in another vehicle, I might add, um, it was Ted Teague, the GM out there at Alan Samuels, who jumped on the phone with me and was walking me through everything. And so I'm so appreciative. They do that for all their customers. That's how hands-on they are. 55,000 square feet of, uh, of, of space out there for servicing vehicles. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. I think I'm ready to trade in. I want to trade in and see, make it a muscle car. I think you could see that, couldn't you, Aaron? If I just arrive in one of those Dodge Chargers or whatever, just something where I can really flex my, uh, you know, my muscles a little bit, a good muscle car. Uh, I think that's maybe what I uh, arrive in soon. Uh, but uh, lots to get to today. I do want to say next, we react to a Mavs blowout in a good way. Mavs blow out the Utah Jazz, and suddenly, if that Luka shows up, if a fully Luka, a fully healthy Luka with Dinwiddie and Brunson, this Mavs team might be in the mood to make some noise. That is next. 
This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Our money is number check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball and softball in action at home tonight. We'll give you details. Plus, hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson, the coach of the Big 12 Tournament Champions. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball and softball in action at home tonight. The baseball Bears hosting Incarnate Word on the air at 615. First pitch at 630 right here on ESPN Central Texas. While softball hosts Stephen F. Austin this evening on the air at 615. First pitch at 630 from Getterman Stadium. The broadcast on 101.3 FM and Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Congratulations again to Michael Woodson and Baylor men's tennis winning the Big 12 Tournament Championship over the weekend for the third consecutive year. Baylor ranked number four in the nation, knocked off number one ranked TCU 4-2 for the victory in a stirring victory, an instant classic. Listen to the excitement in the voice of Baylor men's tennis coach Michael Woodson. I mean, that was one of the best college tennis matches I've been a part of, to be honest. I mean, you know, we were walking over from the outdoor to the indoor, and I just was a couple paces ahead of a, I don't know if it was staff members or fans. I I didn't look back because I didn't want them to know that it was the Baylor coach that was in front of them that were just saying, man, what a high-level match. These two teams might play in the national championship finals. Uh, That's how how good this is. And and I was thinking the same thing as I'm out there watching, and, you know, I'm just so proud of these guys. It's been it's been a an amazing year. Uh, we, you know, I put them through the ringer on the road. I mean, seven weeks in a row, and and everything that they've gone through. They, the thing that has defined this team is that they show up every day. They're consistently putting their best effort out there. We we haven't had a match where we took it off. We really haven't. It's taken a while to get all of all nine spots firing, uh, and we knew that's what it would take against TCU. But we've always been moving closer to that target, uh, and I felt like we did that today. You know, I mean, we were really there on every single court the whole match. Uh, And, you know, we're going to lose spots because TCU is the number one team in the country uh, for a reason. Uh, To beat them twice here on their home courts and to clinch a Big 12 title here. And, I mean, what can you say about Teddy coming over from TCU? What a great story. Most outstanding player in the tournament. I mean, he deserves it. Michael Woodson and Baylor men's tennis, the Big 12 tournament champions for 2022. They now await word from the NCAA, most likely hosting NCAA first and second round action. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. 
Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the nitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPoy. We're in for a very nice evening here in Central Texas. Look for mostly clear skies with lows dropping to 52 degrees. Mostly sunny skies expected tomorrow as high pressure builds in. 79 degrees will be the high, and then we'll see a few more clouds on Thursday. So we'll call it partly to mostly sunny with a high of 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. Johnny's Steaks and Barbecue in Salado proudly continues their Lone Star Music Series with John Conley, May 21st. I'm on the back side of 30 and back on my own. Gates open at 6, May 21st for John Conley. I'm just a common man, drive a common van. My dog ain't got a pedigree. Get your tickets for John Connolly online at johnnysteaksandbbq.com. $20 in advance general admission, $25 the day of the show, and $30 reserved lawn chair seating. Reserved picnic table seating is available too. John Connolly at Johnny Steaks and Barbecue in Salado, Saturday, May 21st. But these Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river, hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Mavericks take a 3-2 lead in their series, beating the Jazz 102-77. Dallas could take the series Thursday in Utah. Elsewhere in the NBA, Boston knocks out Brooklyn 116-112. The Raptors beat the 76ers 103-88. Philly leads that series 3-2. Tonight, it's the Hawks at Miami. The Heat could close out their series with a win. Minnesota at Memphis and New Orleans at Phoenix. Rangers took game one of their series with the Astros 6-2. Rangers and Astros again tonight, 7:05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor baseball will host Incarnate Word tonight, 6:30 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball at home tonight, hosting Stephen F. Austin, 6:30 is game time. And you can hear that game on 101.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. Uh, we talk about the portal. We talk about everything going on in the world of uh, college basketball every day at 440 and Campus Confidential. Aaron, I was just kind of uh, taking a peek at some things, and I noticed that uh, young lady by the name of uh, Jana Van... Um, Gittenbeek, G-Y-T-E-N-B-E-E-K, we'll get the correct pronunciation on that, um, is uh, Gittenbeek, perhaps, but uh, has committed to the Bears. All right, number 23, and uh, we got one of those pictures, you know, kind of like our a guy we had on from BYU had the other day, f- kind of flexing with the basketball up there. And then Aaron, breaking news as we speak, you're not going to believe this one, I mean, this guy had the greatest gig ever, but it just popped across my screen. So let's track this thing down. I believe Mark Emmert has stepped down as head of the NCAA. Whoa. I mean, this is a man who enjoyed an enormous salary. Nobody knew exactly what he was up to. And uh, he just uh, got dunked on all the time. And he was, uh, you know... If you don't know what he looks like, he had that comb over, white hair, and he just almost kind of had a Newt Gingrich look about him, a younger version of Newt Gingrich. Uh, The news comes that Mark Emmert is stepping down as president of the NCAA per release. He will continue to serve in his role until a new president is selected and in place uh, or until June 30th, 2023. Good deal, man. I mean, I, I got to say, um, and Mark, I'm sure Mark has done some good things over the years. My gosh, you've got to, to stay in that job as long as he did. But, wow, this one is, uh, this guy kept getting renewed no matter how poorly he was failing. And uh, so this news is going all across, um, all across uh, uh, the NCAA right now, almost exactly one year ago. The Board of Governors, Aaron, um, extended Mark Emmert through December 2025. And uh, everybody, boy, athletic directors, commissioners, coaches were livid to hear it. It's just the NCAA did it. Now he is done. And uh, obviously it should have happened a long time ago. 
but it has now happened, and I, I think he was ineffective in most everything he did and tried to fight like crazy college athletes getting paid. It was a failure of leadership with uh, um, with with Mark Emmert over the years, and so I'm sorry, but uh, this is not bad news. Now, who who could possibly take over? I don't know. I will just say Bowlesby. that our own, uh, yeah, yeah, Bob Bowlesby now will become the head of the NCAA. Um, I would say that it'll be somebody a little bit younger than Bob, and because uh, Bob's in his seventies now, I believe, or sneaking up on it, and um, it'll be interesting to see where they go to. They need to go outside the box and use this opportunity to bring somebody innovative that understands the NIL, understands everything, and won't be up there begging Congress, please, please put something in place. Please put a law together since we don't have any clue how to govern what's going on. All these states have come up with their own laws, and we're scared, and we don't know what to do. Please help us. Someone with forward-looking leadership and... I the only thing I would be a little careful. And again, I think she's got an incredible job, but uh, uh, Dr. Linda Livingstone would make a great leader of the NCAA. Again, she played uh, basketball at Oklahoma State back in the day. She really supports great athletics. Now, the other one I could see somebody trying to nominate would be Mac Rhodes. But again, I just don't think it's a great job. It makes a lot of money, but... So is living in Waco, Texas, making unbelievable money. I don't know exactly. They don't put it out there, but whatever Mac's making, he just got an extension. And I, I promise you, Mac Rhodes is now at the high end of, of some of the top end uh, ADs across the country. So I don't think the job, it's just one of the most thankless jobs in the world, except for the money. And I would imagine Mark Emmert made somewhere in the neighborhood of like four to five million dollars. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I, at some point, I saw a, a, about what he was making. And let's think about it: the NCAA on TV deals, especially with the NCAA tournament, makes enormous money. The TV dollars that come in from Turner and CBS. Um, comes out to somewhere in the neighborhood, you know, of well, it's in it's in the billions. It's not just the millions. So it's a it's a huge huge deal. So in in uh, in the NCAA turns around and runs things like some kind of backwoods group, and and can't even get like enough weight equipment for the the women at the NCAA you know uh, uh, tournament. Okay, this is how they operate things. Thank goodness, Mark Emmert in a year's time, will be out. And, again, he had been extended, and everybody across college uh, athletics felt like the wool had been pulled over their eyes. And so this is a big moment. It's big news in the NCAA because this is considered really one of the most ineffective leaders in the history of college athletics. Now, maybe Mark Emmert, back in the day when he was the athletic director at – LSU, maybe. He might have been the uh, AD at LSU back in the day. I'd have to look back on that. But uh, he is uh, stepping down. And I promise you, it's not on his own. I don't, we might get, oh, we're going to spend more time with the family or something. But uh, Mark Emmert, the, the board of directors or board of governors at the NCAA, 
did something against everybody's wishes by giving him an extension last December in a news dump that happened real late one evening, and they threw it out there, and everybody's like, what in the world? So I think people that are now serving on the board and in high-ranking fashion with the NCAA, much like President Livingstone at Baylor, I think they've stepped in and are trying to take this thing to a better place. Enforcement has become a joke uh, under Emmert's uh, watch. That's how Kansas wins a national title, and uh, basically Bill Self laughs at the NCAA, which is probably what he everybody should be doing, and Oklahoma State tries to work with the NCAA and gets taken down and did not get to have any postseason play and has been put on probation. It's a it, it, it is really, really some um, one of the most ineffective uh, leadership tenures that I can ever remember. And uh, Mark Emmert is out and you feel bad. I mean, obviously, if the guy died or something, we wouldn't be talking like this, but he hasn't. He's still alive. He just is no longer going to have that job. And um, I think he's done way more than enough over the years to lose that position. Mark Emmert out as the president of the NCAA. And now there's a power vacuum, and now there's an opportunity to do a lot of things that needed to be done a long time ago, including, and not limited to, Aaron, the NCAA just going away or it turning into something completely altogether different. It's... There are so many schools and there's so much to do that the NCAA under its current form can't handle it all and they can't do what they need to do. Now, some of the members and the people that uh, that do things and work at the NCAA are, are really good people. OK, it's not like they're all just criminals or something. It's not like they're they're like these uh, IOC people that are just constantly always on the take. I'm talking about some of these Olympic organizers or the uh, Olympic uh, organization, IOC. Now, those are, and then even the people involved in um, international soccer at the highest, those are corrupt individuals. I think the NCAA people, are. It's it's less about corruption and more about just being completely not up to speed and ineffective. To do so, somebody can come in there maybe now and uh, and figure things out. Aaron, any anything to say about uh, the departure now of Mark Emmert as the president of the NCAA? No, I think you covered it pretty well. He was terrible, and now he's gone. <laughs> Is that really what I should have said? That, that, that's the that's <laughs> the short version. But you you yeah. did. You, I mean, you okay. you were very uh, spot on in all your criticisms and. Uh, so they NCAA will get a new president. I don't know how effective he'll be with all the new rules or lack thereof, but we'll see. All right. Um, somebody says this is kind of funny, Aaron. They said you you thought Mark Emmert was useless before. Let me introduce you to fourteen month lame duck Mark Emmert. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Ju- I I don't think I've. I may have said this, may have not, may not have. He'll be out by, it may be before, June 30th, 2023. So there is going to be a lame duck period. 
Who are the lame ducks in college athletics right now, Aaron? Bob Bowlesby with the Big 12. We've got a lame duck situation there. And now Mark Emmert, which could be one of the worst lame duck periods of time ever. And this is the one thing, Aaron, I just got to find is humorous. A lot of these people that cover college athletics are, you know, at each other's throats and not on the same page. And they're all dunking on Mark Emmert. Everybody's celebrating and saying, thank you. And then I'm, I'm seeing some people smoking victory cigars and stuff like that. This is a little out of control. And um, it it's, uh, wow, this is going to be quite a job. I mean, it's almost like running for president of the United States. Aaron, like, who really wants to do it? I mean, in a sense... You somebody's got to do it, but you almost have to be crazy to sign up for it because it's the most like polarizing thing in the world. I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, oh, man, half the world loves Biden, half the world hates him. No, by at some point during your presidency, like everybody, nobody can stand you. You know, it's like Biden's uh, approval rate right now is, you know, it's not very high. And uh the approval rating of Emmert makes Biden look like he's riding high. I, I don't I don't think like if you said, what's the approval rating right now of Mark Emmert? I would say it would come in like a, a low presidential approval rate is somewhere around like thirty five percent or thirty to thirty five percent. That's an extremely low approval rating for a president of the United States for the NCAA president, Mark Emmert. Aaron, if you did a if you did an approval rating for Mark Emmert right now, I think it would come in at about seven or eight percent. That is about as low as you can go. Like what what would Putin's approval rating be in Russia right now? Well, secretly it would be like about ten percent. Once the Russian like state media got involved, it would be like ninety eight percent. It's like our what's the guy North Korea Kim Kim Jong Un or Il? I mean you know he would say it's a hundred percent, but uh, Mark Emmert. Now I, I don't. That's gonna people say Mosley's comparing him to Putin. Now it's not that bad. Okay, he hasn't started any wars and he's not killing innocent people. He's just he's just bad at his job, and uh, he will be remembered as somebody says here as. The NCAA president who took a 9-0 Supreme Court loss in which even the most conservative members of the court said, your organization should not exist. And that will be, sadly, his uh, his mark. Now, there'll be some people from LSU or wherever he was the president, college athletics, who remember him more fondly. But uh, I'm sitting here looking at all the things that are coming out about his... Uh, about his tenure, and oh, man, who would want this, though? Aaron, can you imagine? I mean, like, I'm sure there are people that we know that would do a great job. I mean, I really do think President Livingstone could probably do a much better job. But this is, once you have a position that is used to being dunked on by the whole world, and, you know, every day, what does the guy uh, at uh, ESPN get up and do? You know, Jay Billis. He he absolutely rips the NCAA. So 
<clears throat> I can't imagine the only reason you would want this job is for the money because you'll probably make four to six million dollars a year. So that's about the only upside to somebody wanting that job. Um, and um, it is a mutual agreement per the NCAA release. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. We are about ready to have to say goodnight to you. We'll uh, hit the dismount next. <laughs> 